Oye, ¿y ese pito? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Fly Perspective Podcast, October 8th, a little Joe Cuba ain't never hurt nobody, <laughs> make you want to get some Goya beans and rice, whether you're headed to work, you're at work, keep your mind positive away from the bullshit, who's better than you, huh, who's better than you, nobody, it's Monday people, we gotta get to work, we twerculate, job rate, jiggling, Flop Respective Podcast. Let's go. Respective podcast. It's your boy DJ So Fly. We are on episode 17, I believe. Kind of getting up there a little bit, man. I don't even remember when I first started this podcast, like thinking that far ahead, but uh, I'm glad I stuck with it. This little roller coaster been cool, man. And I'm thank you for everybody that's been sending random messages telling me y'all like the podcast and giving me feedback, ideas, etc. Um, what is it? October 8th. Fuck. We got two more months until we go into a new year, and um, yeah, it's about time for you guys to get your kids' Halloween costume, get show Halloween costume. Um, I never dressed up for Halloween, so I don't, I don't know anything about that. I remember when I was younger, uh, we would dress up for Halloween, or oh, I did when I was in like the sixth, seventh grade, and I would go to uh, my friend's house. They lived out in a place called Chesterfield, Missouri, which was like, you know, a wealthy neighborhood. And so I would go out there, dress up. We'd ride around their neighborhood, man, get a fuckload of candy, man. You know, especially those little Snickers, man. I love those little Snickers. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What's been up with me? Uh other day, man, I woke up. I couldn't hear out of my right ear at all. So long story short, I will say that I really don't clean my ears like how normal people do, I guess, with a Q-tip, but then you look at research to say, hey, you ain't supposed to be putting a Q-tip in your ear, blah, blah, blah. But it's like when I was younger, I let my grandma clean my ear, and she stuck that joint in, and it hit my eardrum, and it was like bleeding. And luckily, I didn't get like a, a, a ruptured eardrum as far as like where I can't hear no more. But ever since then, I've been like fucking terrified uh, to stick anything in my ears. So I would clean my ears like basically... Uh, with hydrogen peroxide or hot water that's the way to say you know you can do it online and I guess that wasn't working so I woke up the other day I had a, a wax build up in my ear where I couldn't hear shit in my right ear I mean it was throwing off my equilibrium to the point where I was like trying to walk and I was like stumbling to the right and I wasn't hungover and I wasn't drunk you know what I'm saying it's like weird how that whole equilibrium thing works out but uh, I'm good now man I was able to conquer my fears and uh, get the peroxide the hot water and get them nugs out of there, man. I, You know, I got it out of there, man, so I'm good. I intro the podcast with that Joe Cuba. <laughs> I'll never go back. I remember that from the movie Crooklyn. 
Yeah, in the scene where they were in the grocery store and the guy was like messing with the transsexual, which was played by RuPaul, <laughs> and she was like, "You're nothing but a Puerto Rican." <laughs> and she's like, "I'm no puta," you know all that shit, man. Hey, that's a good ass movie. If you don't know about that Crooklyn, man. You gotta check it out. Also, random as hell. The other day, man, I was um, talking to my son's mother, and she has a 13 year old. And it's funny how time flies. I just remember that girl being so little and young. And um, now she's 13 and she was going to like a, a skating party. And I was talking to her mother and she was like, yeah, she's going to a skating party and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what kind of skating party? Where is that? You know what I'm saying? Because I was just thinking in my head, flashback, when we was going to skating parties. All my St. Louis people knew about the Palace Saints. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, it wasn't no skating involved, my nigga. It was straight twerk session, gang signs, fights. You know, a nigga might have been getting some head in the bathroom. Matter of fact, the bathroom at the palace, man, in the men's bathroom, they didn't even, like, you know how you got the stall? They didn't even have the door so you could, like, close the stall. It was just open. And I'm guessing that was because people was going in there and fucking in the bathroom. But... It gave me a flashback. I remember, man, me and my boy Tori would go up to the palace, or me and my boy Tori, Kaylin, uh, man, there's a few other people, you know, we used to always roll with too. But we used to always go to the palace, and it was like just straight twerk session. And let me set the scene up for you. So a song will be on, you'll just see Lil Mama twerking in circles. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as like, it'll be like four chicks and they all twerking, or it'll be three chicks and one chick is the lookout. Now, this is, let me set the scene up for you. So it'll be some girls twerking and it'll be a girl standing in front of them. So if a dude walked up and got behind the homegirl to like dance with her, get up on that ass while she's twerking, then... The homegirl's job that was in front of her standing up was to look at you and look at her and be like, shake her head like, yeah, keep dancing on him because he's attractive or shake your head. No, like to get up to not dance because that nigga's ugly. So <laughs> we would be doing that like all night, man, getting twerked on, getting lap dances, all kinds of shit. I remember one time in general, man, I was I seen a big old ass, man, I went over. I get behind, her homegirl gave her the okay to keep going. Now, mind you, I don't know what this girl looks like, okay? So, I'm just riding the ass, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, my boy, this is another thing we used to do back in the day. Your boy would get behind you and put his leg, like, on your leg, as far as, like, behind your leg, but not to where you, like, sitting on his lap, but just, like, kind of catacorner to where you would just be able to lean up on his leg. He would lean you back. So that way, the girl could lean back on you and ride you even more. I know, it's terrible. We were fucking pervs. But get done dancing with this big booty chick. She turns around, my G. I lost my mind. She started talking. She had like a lowercase tooth in the front of her mouth. Like, it was like the front tooth. Like the first couple teeth in the front you know what i'm saying the first one like you got, you got two left and right no the left one was like a lowercase tooth and it threw me the fuck off and i was just like what the fuck how did your grill get a balcony you know what i'm saying like man i've never seen nobody with a lowercase tooth but her you know what i'm saying to this day i still think about that girl i know what she looks like to this day and it, I, I would see her at the, the palace again later on. And I would be like, damn, there goes Laura Case. Man, and another time, I remember, I won't even say my homeboy's name, but he had a white tee. 
back then we used to wear them white tees that was like so fucking long. They were like the tall tees, and they used to go down to your like ankle, not your ankles, but your uh your fucking uh kneecaps. So he had a tall tee on, man, and he was white teed up, had the sticker still on the tee that said tall tee in orange. He was he was dancing with this chick or a couple of chicks, whatever. Cause we in the party room, and I mind you, it's dark, so you can't even see. We come out to like either go get something to drink, go to the bathroom, whatever. Man, it was like some red splatters on like the crotch area of the tall where the tall tee was. And I was like, hey man, what's you know what I'm saying? What's that? Long story short, man, it had to be like some period blood on this dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, remember the scene in Super Bad? I kid you not, I can't make this shit up. This like the scene in Super Bad when dude was dancing on a girl and she was on her period and he got period on his pants. Man, my homie had period on his white tee back then, man. <laughs> this is like 2000, 2001. I swear I can't make this shit up. And it's just like, too, I just thought about, like, with, like, the violence and stuff. Like, back then, people used to fight, argue, whatever the case, but there was never a shooting. You know what I mean? Like, people would just bang. You'd get your ass beat up at the skating rink, you know, if you had some beef. But it was just like, you know, wasn't nobody shooting like now. I don't remember people start getting shot, shot like that until... Uh, maybe when I graduated from high school, 2006, maybe around 2007, 8-ish. You know what I'm saying? Like, around then, that's when people start just getting shot. Everybody just getting shot. Now it's just people just getting shot, you know? And it's funny because I used to go to the, the Palace Skating Rink, and I used to go to all those places, and then I end up DJing there. And I used to be end up being the, the home DJ of the person. You know, I was doing the, the 8 to 12s when people were getting twerked on and all that, or... I would do that one, then go to another spot uh, to do uh, a lock-in. So I would do like an 8 to 12 at the Palace, then from, from you know, 12.30 or 1, go to this one spot in the hood called Club Legit, be DJing there like 6 in the morning, and that was nothing but just a bunch of wild hood niggas, man. They just used to fight all the time in there, man. I look back on some of them times when I used to DJ, and I just thank God, like, man, I didn't get robbed, I didn't get shot, you know what I'm saying? Like, I never had no problems. From there on, I was going to the east side, like, at 16, 17 years old, I'm on East St. Louis, and I'm DJing at 18 and up clubs, 21 and up clubs, where, you know, they telling me I cannot come out the DJ booth, you know, but it still stuff was rowdy, man, it's just, it's crazy, man, I remember, man, oh, this is a crazy story, I remember, okay, before I started DJing, I might have been in, like, the eighth grade, I want to say, no, maybe I was a freshman. Something like that, eighth or freshman year. And um, me and my boys used to go, always go to a mall called Jamestown Mall. If anybody remembers St. Louis, Jamestown Mall, it's closed now. But the thing was, you would get dropped off at the mall. Like your parents would drop you off at the mall and you wanted to be there because all the kids was there. Well, not kids, you know, but all the honeys and other, you know, people, your age would be there. Everybody just walking around chilling, whatever. You might hit the movies later or whatever. You ain't buying nothing. You just walking around. So... There was a time, um, I want to say, okay, I was going to the movie theater, I want to say. I remember I had a black uh, tee on, some jeans. I want to say I had a do-rag on my head. I used to wear a do-rag all the time, and I used to have a back, like, 
whipped up to where like the, the cape in the back of the do-rag would be like flipped up so the cape wouldn't hang down so i had that on and i had just got this watch from like the arabs man they were selling this watch it was like a rubber band watch the band was rubber and then the face and the bezel had like you know little, little fake diamonds with a black face and it was like one of them um you know tiktok watches right so i was walking or whatever and i think i'm the shit this one dude, man, older cat, walks up to me, and he's like, hey, man, it's a nice watch. I'm like, cool. And I'm like, right on. Dude grabbed my arm and stole my watch. Like, he just, like, took my shit. Now, mind you, I'm about freshman year, maybe eighth grade. I'm about maybe five foot. You know what I'm saying? I'm like five foot, maybe barely 100 pounds. This dude had to be, like, five, eight. You know what I'm saying? Probably was like a fucking i don't know senior in high school anyway long story short one of the homeboys that he was with was like nah man that dude be at the palace all the time bro like he good he dj at the palace whatever whatever he good gave my watch back so that situation ricocheted into another situation to where i was at the palace skating rink and I seen the dude again, but he wanted to pick with me. This time, I went with my boy, Aaron. Aaron was, you know, damn near six foot when we was in the eighth grade. Like, you know what I'm saying? He was a big-ass dude. So, I think it might have been freshman or sophomore year. Yeah, yeah, Like, something like that. No, probably like freshman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Aaron's a big dude. He was playing, like, you know, varsity football, all that. So, I'm with him. They're picking shit with him because he's the big dude, you know. And then the other cat, he talking shit to me. I'll just say nothing ever ended up happening. But fast forward to like a few years later, like I said, I was DJing at that skating rink all the time. These same group of dudes, the one that just tried to like rob me and his homeboy got me my shit back. The same group of dudes one night when, um, you know, the club was over, they were like one of the last people to leave out. But one of the dudes walked up and the other dude that tried to rob me before, he kind of stood behind. So the one dude walked up to me, he was like, Hey, bro, uh, you need help uh, with your records so fly, man? We can help you out with your records. I was like, nah, bro. <laughs> I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? Y'all niggas ain't finna get me. But it just, like, fast forward to I remember about DJing on the east side of the club one time. I bullshit you not. This was a few years later. I bullshit you not, man. I seen two cats walk in the club, and they had rest in peace shirts on with those guys' faces on it. And it was just like, damn, like them niggas used to really be off into some shit. You know what I'm saying? And I, like I said, I just thank God, man. I never got into an altercation, none of that stuff. But I, when I did go to the east side, I was young, but I had that thump on me. I had a 22, man. When I was like 16, I remember I getting a 22. And I used to go over there, man, to that east side and had that mug in the club while I'm DJing, all that. Because half the time I was in there by myself, I would pull up in my 88 Volvo uh it was all red 88 volvo all red nice to hop out on my equipment walk in dj and then leave and i like i said i'm like five foot five foot two barely 100 pounds with with a thousand dollars worth of dj equipment and uh endless amount of records and i mean back then man i remember djs were stealing people's records dog you know motherfucker do anything they could to try to sabotage your set you know, it was a crazy situation. But like I said, man, I just thank God nothing ever happened to me in those situations. But let me move right along, man. Let me get into my topics for this week.
So lately, I've been getting a few people hitting me up here and there about podcasting and how did I get into it? Why did I get into it? Is it beneficial? Blah, 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 blah. Um, so I'll say I got into it because, um, let's see, I had been hearing for about a, a year, over a year or so, that people would just randomly say I should start a podcast because I had a lot to say or because I had a nice voice or I was opinionated or because I used to, you know, do radio or DJ and blah, 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 blah. And um, I will say to anybody that wants to start a podcast that do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, all the people that have, have hit me up or whatever the case, I've done what I can do to help them uh, with tips or, you know, if they're trying to figure out how to do this, how to do that, I let them know much as I can. Um, I will say that uh, it's not easy. Um, recording a podcast, coming up with the, you know, content, then being able to edit it, uh, then being able to upload it to different platforms and then try to promote it to different people and then try to get an audience. It's a lot of work when you're doing it by yourself. So starting a podcast isn't nothing you just want to do just because you think it's easy and just because you think you're going to get a bunch of listens, because I'll tell you this. When you do all this work and you recording and you doing blase blah content, you think you doing your best work, whatever, and you upload it and you looking at your plays and that plays say you got 10 plays within one week, you know what I'm saying, or something low, you be ready to give up. But stick with it, you know what I'm saying? I will say luckily for my podcast that, you know, I have been blessed that my podcast uh, listens and subscribership has been, it's been going up and... I thank you guys for that. Um, I did initially start a podcast. I started it with a, a friend of mine. Actually, he hit me up one day and he was like, hey, man, you know, you should start a podcast with me. Let's partner up, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, whatever, whatever. So we we wrestled with it for a while. Then he came up with the name, he came up with a logo. And he said, man, let's just do it. I'm like, cool. So <clears throat> one day I went and got a mic. I was like, cool, I'm I'm, I'm ready. Got a mic. He came over. We recorded. Uh, actually, it's him on the first episode. We recorded and all that, and um, it was cool. It was, all, it was also called a different name, uh, and I will go into detail about that in a second, but the podcast was a different name, but we recorded. I edited. I uploaded. I sent it to him. I said, yo, you know what I'm saying? Um, how you like it, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I like it. Da, da, da. So then the next day after that, he hit me, and he was just like, like, he had a little animosity about the podcast. He was just like, yo, uh, I'm going to re-edit the podcast because there are things that need to be implemented, and I'm the executive producer, and I'm blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking like, wait, hold on, bro, hold on. Like, you asked me to partner up with you. So how does that make you the boss of me? You know what I'm saying? Not to mention, he wanted me to be on a podcast with him and, like, five other dudes that I never met in my life. And if you know anything about podcasting or doing anything with media, it's all about being comfortable in a certain space. Secondly, it took us forever to even get up to even do the first episode. So it's like for me to be getting up with him and like five other cats to do an episode and everybody got time to do it. It was just like, OK, that was the first red flag. Then the whole thing about him claiming he was the executive producer and like he was trying to like go off on me and like had animosity it was kind of like wait you know what i'm saying like 
let's let me not toot my own horn, but it's like I've always had my own kind of little following ever since I was a DJ. So it's like, why would I get with you? Have you trying to dictate what I'm going to talk about or dictate how much I talk? And you, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like it didn't make sense. So I parted ways with him like that next day. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I just kind of figured like it was God because I was like, dang, I need a name, blah, blah. I kid you not. But then like after me and him were texting and I just told him, hey, you know, I'm about gracefully. You go ahead and you take over, you know, the initial name of that podcast and you and those guys do that. Y'all have fun. If you ever want me to come on the podcast, I'm down. You always welcome to come to my podcast, too. It's all love. Because I've known this dude for like 12 years as well. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I kid you not, after we got done texting, it was like 20 minutes. I thought of a name. And I was like, yep, Fly Perspective. That's what it is. And I ran it by a couple friends. And they like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I re-edited the podcast. And that's what episode one is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And man, that's why I started. And I felt like it was a sign from God. Like everything happens for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad it happened within the first episode of me and him doing podcast versus we get four episodes in, five episodes in, you know, kind of got a little following going. And then he gets an attitude about something and claims, you know, he's the, the boss of everything and all that. It's just like, I'm just glad that things happen the way it is, you know what I'm saying? But, I, of course, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, I will say, I mean, I haven't heard from him since, you know what I mean? So I don't know if he's upset at me or not. I mean, I try to do everything to be cordial about it, but, you know, I get, you know, sometimes that's just how things go in this entertainment world, man. Um, but, yeah, that's why I started a podcast. And, um, you know, if you want to start a podcast, I say do it, man. I feel like anything you want to do, any idea you have in life, man, you just need to do it and and sit there and figure out a way to do it and get it done because you don't want to sit back and it be 20 years later and you working a job you don't like and you whatever, whatever, and then you look back like, man, I wish I would have did this so I could figure out if, you know, some way to have it from it. No, just go for it, man, and figure out the outcome for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, man. You know, uh, shout out to all the podcasters out there, man. But speaking of podcasters, too, or just people in general, like entertainment, like rappers or singers, DJs, whatever. Like, man, people be faking the funk when it comes to, like, they followers or they, they likes and stuff. People actually be paying for followers and paying for likes on stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but this is how you this is how you bust them out, man. Look. This is how you figure out if somebody paying for their followers and they got a bunch of fake followers. If you go to their page and they got like 20,000 followers and then you go to their page, they got 20,000, they following, I don't know, a thousand or something. And you go to one of their pictures and they got like 30 likes on a picture. Nah, bro, you ain't got 20,000 followers. Another way to look at it is if you go to their followers, they got a a large number of followers, hit their followers and start looking through their followers. Like just randomly. You'll see it'll be like a boy in fucking Pakistan that don't speak no English with one picture uh, following a hundred people, you know what I'm saying, liking their pictures. And it'd be all the profiles be like that. Koreans, Vietnamese, Chinese, uh, Pakistanians. That's how you know they pay for them damn followers. The same with the likes. You go on there, you look at likes, man. If you don't see no real pages where people actually have substance on their page, actually have stuff going on, they pay for their likes and they pay for their followers. They need to stop faking the funk. 
But a lot of people do that shit. I never understand. Why are you faking the funk? Because that doesn't get you anywhere. You can have a mixtape or you can have an album or a podcast or whatever you have. And if you're faking the funk online with buying followers and buying likes, your numbers are going to show that you don't have the clout that you say you have. If you bought 100,000 followers and every time you upload a picture, it gets 30 likes, you don't have them many followers. You bought them followers. So it's just like, man, a lot of people be faking the funk. I'm 100 with my shit. And honestly, it's the same with like artists with like YouTube videos. Man, I done ran into cats. They'll tell me something ignorant like, yeah, man, I got a million streams or I got this many streams or whatever the case. And you go on to you know youtube and you look and they got you know forty thousand views and it's no comments or it's three comments it's like nah the algorithm don't match up you know what i'm saying i just i just feel like man buying followers buying likes is faking the funk and at the end of the day how is that really benefiting you and your business you know what i'm saying but it is what it is man you gotta let people let people cook you know last but not least um before I get out of here on this episode, I'm not going to touch on no entertainment stuff for real because I promised Desi that I would wait on her to get back in town. You know, she's on a world tour, like I told y'all. So she's in Atlanta this week and we're going to come back and uh, we're going to talk about a bunch of entertainment stuff. But um, yeah, uh, this Bill Cosby situation, you know, uh, he was sentenced uh, last week. Was it to like from three to 10 years in prison or whatever? And um it's just crazy, you know, the amount of responses. Now, I will say, first of all, I'm not saying by any means that what he did was right, number one. Number two, I'm not saying by any means that he did it or he didn't do it for sure. You know, uh, next, I will say we weren't there to understand what was going on between him and these women. Um, I will say out of the many women that did come forward, um, I will just say, why did it take so long? I will say that, um, in fact, if he was doing what he was doing, which I pretty much believe he was doing what he was doing, it's disgusting. And you shouldn't do any person or woman like that. You know what I'm saying? But I will say that people got to understand that Bill Cosby and Heath Cliff. Cliff Huxtable were two different people. You know what I'm saying? What he played on the Cosby show, and I'm going to just be blunt and say, um, in this entertainment world, that when you're black and you're successful, yes, I'm about to play the race card in this shit. For, you know, you motherfuckers like, oh, he about to play the race card. Anyway, when you're black and you're successful, in any way, Hollywood is going to paint some type of stigma to you at the end of the day. Let's run down a brief, a brief, you know, recap. You got Michael Jackson. He's uh, fucking little kids. When in fact, you can look online, it's public record that all the kids that came forward back in the day and said he did something to them, he didn't do nothing to them. They came back and said he didn't do nothing to them. It was a ploy to get money. And in certain cases, Mike settled out of court because he didn't want to go through the process. You got a situation where Eddie Griffin told this story in an interview. If you look it up online where there was a guy in Hollywood 
uh, I forget some some like uh, I think it was an entertainer or whatever uh, owner of a label, something like that, where his kid was at Never Neverland with uh, Neverland Ranch with you know Michael Jackson. In fact, and his kid had on like his underwear and was just like running around the house in his underwear. And it was a picture of his kid in Michael Jackson's bed, I want to say, or in the room or whatever the case. Basically, in Michael Jackson's house, and I don't know if it was Michael Jackson was in the picture, whatever the fact. Anyway, somebody came forward to him and was like, we pay you $100,000 if you give us this picture and try to, you know, say that XYZ, Michael Jackson, tried to touch your kid, blah, blah, blah. You got Kobe Bryant. What's his stigma? He raped a white woman in the ass. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The list goes on. Now you got Bill Cosby. You know, but at the same time, you got Brett Kavanaugh, who's, you know, going for Supreme Court justice, and you got Donald Trump sticking his neck out for this man, who he claims he never met, you know, mocking the woman who came forward and said, you know, Brett did X, Y, and Z. And it's just sad because Donald Trump has been known to do sexually um, suggestive things to women, grab him by the pussy. You know what I mean? And if this woman, in fact, did go through this, why are you victim shaming her and mocking her? You're the president of the United States. You got Harvey Weinstein. Out of all them women that came forward with him about sexual assault, this, that, and the third, where is he? Oh, he went to a rehab and he just had to step down from his company. You know, the list goes on. So when Bill Cosby, in fact, came forward and, you know, with this lady and all this case and whatever the case. Oh, and, and to rewind the, the Brett Kavanaugh situation, there was actually another man that came forward and said, hey, I was at that party with Brett Heard, blah, blah, blah. I might, in fact, have been the guy that did that. I don't remember, but I think I might have been. But the media ain't covering that part. <laughs> Look it up. The media ain't covering that part. You know? So when Bill Cosby comes and he got all these women this and the third, Bill Cosby was a known married man. And you go into the hotel room. Then you wait 30, 40 years to come forward. And I don't even know how that's even... I don't know, man. It's a lot of, I don't know, it's a lot of holes in the case to me, man. Not trying to say it was right, because if you did it, I understand that. But I just understand how somebody do something 40 years ago, and they come back, and they like, oh, we're going to lock you up, and you 85 years old. You know, it's like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it. Like I said, I ain't here to say, you know, if he did it, he shouldn't be punished. But at the same time, I don't understand how you wait 30, 40 years to come out and say, this happened to me, you know what I mean? And like I said in a previous podcast, that's the same with the lady that lied about Emmett Till, that caused Emmett Till to, you know, get killed. And she came out and said everything was a lie. Nothing happened to her. She about to die and want to declare her conscience. Are they locking her old white ass up? No. So it's like, I don't know, man. But um, that'll do it for this episode of the Fly Perspective Podcast. Um, if you have any comments or whatever, um, email me at tfpfeedback at gmail.com. That's tfpfeedback 
at gmail.com. All right? Song of the week, my guy Dean out of St. Louis. It's called Mojo. I got the Mojo Jojo. Jo. So I respect the podcast. I'm spitting flames, I could never be like these bugs And dragonfly, what that got to do with me, punk? Need more ice than hockey, when I die two wheels like Kawasaki Drunk and fish with sake, I'm insane, I clown right with my posse We don't get no fitter, caught the hiccups, hopping out that big truck Real popping on the way to shop, left a Christian with a red bottle Pick your bitch up, lift the switch and pull out some liquor for my dead pockets Took a home, thought it was on, pulled down the thong, it's all real life I'm by my cheddar biscuits, every single verse, I gotta kill it All these rapper victims beat the trial, cause you know got my witness Gotta keep on with me, even if it's only true religions. Gotta keep that glizzy, even if I make some new decisions. You be spitting, you ain't really spitting. They ain't a prayer, man. It's at the top, I defeat the odds. You ain't even ready, sipping liquor, getting bent. And this bitch pitching dick like it's a tent. Then I tell her, move out, now that shit for rent. Snatch up ladies, leave vaginal saturated You had a maybe, I'm not the type of hype Need affidavits and after haters Ain't no after haters, it's steady going I'm steady knowing, all of them run to that Like Martin Lawrence, caught a Charlie Hawks Running shit, something that's often deceiving Back bitches in morning, be done with them Soon as it's evening, on the track I be bleeding, the bloody ankle I heard on it Coming up out your shell, why the fuck Was you even turtling, Donatello Leonardo, but call me Da Vinci I'm smart with residuals, pending bank Accounts out in Switzerland, get with them Get with the latest and greatest Constantly faded Like filters from Instagram And a rampage for the paper It's fuck you and pay me Ambition Mercedes Decision I made it Precision with this spitting It's crazy and cryptic Can't take it Dismiss you just like Brenda Lil Baby forever my lady Like Idris Tip and Chris I could take her Blow big in Jamaica I don't really care about it no more Don't get up on my